ninjas, calling all ninjas. It's time for Lime Ninja Radio. Today on Lime Ninja Radio. The non-secreter, so they, they, it's an enzyme, and then if there's a mutation on that spot, then they won't be able to secrete that enzyme in your gut, and they won't be able to digest the complex sugar and then feed the simple sugar to the fetal bacterium. This podcast is sponsored by the Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker. I'm so excited to tell you about our new Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker. One of the things I hear over and over again, whether it's talking to a patient in my office or consulting over the phone with a client, is just how difficult it is to keep track of progress on their Lyme journey. Recording symptoms daily or even weekly gives them too many data points. There are so many ups and downs, twists and turns that at some point they get lost and confused. The Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker takes all the guesswork out of tracking symptoms with a simple monthly questionnaire. Once a month is the perfect interval to see if that new supplement or protocol is working. Right now, when you take the Symptom Tracker questionnaire, we give you a simple composite score for the month. But we have big plans and the data you enter will not be lost as we roll out new features. Best of all, it's free. Just head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com slash tracker and sign up. That's LimeNinjaRadio.com slash tracker. You'll be glad you did. Join us every Thursday on iTunes for the latest episode of Lime Ninja Radio. Hello, I'm your host and acupuncturist McKay Rippey, and this is episode number 193. And this week, we have the head of research and development from Thrive, and Thrive is a microbiome testing company, and they also custom formulate probiotics. So it's a really cool interview. And our guest is Christina Tsai, and again, she's the head of research and development. Also, welcome our show producer and the brains behind Lime Ninja Radio, Aurora. Hello. And in this episode, you will learn the top three most important gut bacteria, what genetics influence the bacteria that grow in your, in your microbiome, and a surprising way to increase microbiome diversity. Thanks, Aurora. And be sure to listen all the way to the end of the podcast for the Lime Ninja Fact of the Day. Um, but before we do that, I would like to ask you, because I think it's important for our, our listeners to know why you're so excited about the gut microbiome, because we've done two of these in a row. We've done two of these kind of interviews in a row. With similar, yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to drive home a point. I remember first learning about the microbiome years and years and years ago and thinking to myself, man, this is Star Trek medicine. This is the final frontier of medicine. There's so much interaction between the bacteria in our gut, the DNA in their DNA swaps out with ours, believe it or not. The chemicals that they produce or nutrition that they produce, it's really, it's a hand in the glove. We, we can't live without our microbiome. But we haven't known really much about anything. It was too expensive to do any, any DNA testing. And now, all of a sudden, there are companies out there who can do affordable DNA tests. And for many of you who are still struggling, trying to figure out, gain your footing with your Lyme disease journey, I think this is a piece of the puzzle that you must have. And that's why I'm really bringing it home and bringing these two options with these two companies, Thrive and Viome, from last week. Right. Or episode 192. 192 and 192. If you happen to be binge, binge listening. 
All right. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. And it's good to know. As you know, Lyme disease is an international problem, and each week we have listeners join us from all over the world, from Ukraine to the UK, and from New Zealand to Norway. Also, a big thank you to all you longtime Lyme ninjas. Aurora and I really appreciate you listening. And we'd like to welcome all the new listeners out there. Welcome to Lyme Ninja Radio. We're glad you tuned in. This week, our top 10 tune-in cities are... Starting at number 10, New York, New York. Number 9, Bellum, UK. Number 8, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Number 7, Smyrna, Georgia. Number 6, Seattle, Washington. Number 5, Waterbury, Connecticut. Number 4, Dara, Australia. Number 3, Arlington, Virginia. Number 2, Johnson City, Tennessee. And number 1, Duncan, Canada. All right, Canada, coming yeah. in the first place. <laughs> Also, do you know your Lyme score? If not, do yourself a favor, head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com and fill out the Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker. It's free. Okay, Aurora, tell us a little bit more about this week's guest, Christina Tsai. Christina Tsai is the Head of Research and Development at Thrive. She earned a PhD in Biological Chemistry from Texas A&M University and a postdoctoral fellowship in Bioengineering from Stanford University. Before joining Thrive, she was the co-founder and chief science officer of a company called Epibiome. And at Thrive, she develops microbiome profiling tests and formulates Thrive's probiotic blends. Thanks, Aurora. And here's our interview with Christina Tsai. morning or good afternoon. Um, you're in New York, right? Yes, New York. Thank you very much. Awesome. Great. Yeah, so I have reviewed your and Aurora's microbiome test. And then based on your questions, can help you to go through all the bacteria you might want to look into. Okay. And give you some suggestions. Very good. Now, how did you meet Richard? <laughs> so I have been in the microbiome field for five years. Before Thrive, I co-founded the company and it's mainly related to microbiome field, but I did more like phage therapy, okay. um, bacteriophage to treat more like specific bacteria infections. And then at that time, I also studied the, like how does the microbiome sequencing work and more like deep on technology types. Mm -hmm. And Richard found this company with one of my friends at Stanford when I postdoc at Stanford. And then my friend who wanted to continue his academic track and then kind of let me continue his job. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I kind of met uh, Richard. And then I've been, I've been really interested in microbiome for a while. And then I think this can definitely help customers, but I think the, the, the research and community need to be more mature to make the recommendations more specific. Yes. Yeah, so we are, we are growing. Hopefully we can help you. Yeah, so I can go through your results. And we have, we normally report several kinds of beneficial bacteria. And if it's deficient and it has linked to certain conditions such as maybe constipation, obesity, or fatigue, this kind of things. But when I go to like microbiome results, I will normally go to three important bacteria, which is beneficial. First, it's called Echermensia. 
ecchymensia is a kind of bacteria that is it's positively related to like glucose tolerance and also that can burn fat so maybe reduce obesity or kind of reduce inflammation problems so this is a really important bacteria that needs to stay in certain level and we have calculated average of American gut database which contains around 10,000 people and then the average is about 1.8 or 1.9 and your number is actually above that it's 3.9 so it's a good sign so ecumenia is one of the important bug you will look into first and then second is bifidobacterium so we call AB, another second one, bifidobacterium, is pretty well-known probiotics. And the average percentage in American gut uh, population is 1.1. And your way too low is around 0.01. I'm very low. <laughs> right. So that can cause several problems. I'm not sure if that indicate you, but what I have found from the literature is about constipation, uh, obesity, energy loss, and fatigue, and anxious. Is it something related to your symptoms? I would say I have all those uh, mildly, <laughs> okay. nothing debilitating, but I'm not, I'm not obese, but uh, I I'm, I'm have more weight than I should, like many people, mm-hmm. and I do tend to worry a lot. Especially negative okay. negative thoughts is very oh. interesting. It's like my okay. mind will search for negative memories. I've been noticing that uh, recently about myself. Yeah, so I'm not sure if you're looking for any kind of supplement to help. I do have some supplement I can suggest, or right now I can suggest the kind of food that might be able to help you to enhance the bifidobacterium. However, I have seen some of our customers who are low in here. One of the cause might be there are like 20% of Caucasian that has a kind of gene. It's not mutation, but it's different. So that causes the bifidobacterium difficult to colonize in the gut. And then somehow there is one supplement in uh, infant formula called 2 prom FL. It's able to help because what infant needs is mother's milk and then when mother's milk is not enough then they would try formula and the monotoethyl is derived from breast milk and it's a simple sugar that bifidobacteria can uptake so it's capable of enhancing bifidobacteria so that is something you might want to consider so i have, I have a question yeah, go ahead. here for you because i have taken the 23andMe, and I want to look up now that SNP. Oh, so maybe, oh awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so hang on. Yeah, you have done that. So the only thing you need to try. What's, uh, what's the I gene? It's called FUT2. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I have a the foot 2 variant here. Let me look it up right real quick. Foot 2. Awesome. And you're all prepared. Yeah, over prepared. So I have, I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six of the, I think it's like more than a dozen that they report, maybe 13. I have, uh, mm-hmm. uh, homozygous variants in that. So I have quite a mm-hmm. few variants in the foot genes. Yeah, uh, I'm not entirely sure, like a specific location of foot two mm-hmm. is, uh, related to the non-secretors. So they, they, it's an enzyme. And then if there's mutation on that spot, then they won't be able to 
secrete that enzyme in your gut, and they won't be able to digest the complex sugar and then feed the simple sugar to defeat our bacterium. Also, if you are interested in this problem, uh, you can join a Facebook page. It's called FUT2. I have been following that group for a while. They just created this group maybe earlier this year, so it's quite new. But they're really knowledgeable about like, oh, if you have done Thrive test and then if you have done 23andMe test, right? And they will ask you to go like specific location if you are in certain sequence, and so they suggest you are sequitter or non-sequitter. Yeah, that's very interesting. I'll definitely have to look that up. So yeah. I have one that that's a little note marked with it that is uh, associated with non-secretor status uh, with Crohn's disease, and that's the RS six zero two six six two. So and okay. yeah, so I I think I I have definitely have a little bit of that. Oh, you so, do have FUT two yeah. secreted. Okay, yeah. Then you have a great hope to enhance <laughs> the fetal bacterium. So should I should I eat some honey, which is already broken down? Does that help? What are the recommendations to help the bifidobacterium food wise? Like almond, inulin, okay. green tea, red wine. So I need to drink more wine. Right. Uh, <laughs> wine also help uh, acromancia. Your acromancia is good. So, okay. uh, but it's no harm to enhance that bacteria. And then two FL is a kind of supplement. It's not sell in the U.S. yet, um, but I have a person you might want to talk to. They are from, is it Denmark? So it's a company called Glycom, and they produce two FL, and they also support some of the U.S. customers. They are building a manufacturer um, around maybe this year, middle of this year, and it will eventually sell in the U.S. But currently, you probably, if you really want to improve that, yeah. you you might I can con- help you connect with that person in that uh, company called Glycom. Okay, I would I would be interested to do that. Yeah. Now, right. does the two FL? So is that like a prebiotic specifically right. for yeah, the bifidobacterium? So- is that what that is? Is it a sugar? Right. So I really think um, you can uh, supplement yourself with the prebiotic, like 2-FL, or of course, some food can definitely help, like what I mentioned. And also, have you tried um, our probiotic and what type of probiotic you try? I, I am using yours right now. I'm using a generic form. I have not got my not proprietary, but my custom formula made yet. So I'm going to do that after mm-hmm. I talk to you today. So I just have mm-hmm. the uh, the generic version, and it has it has two strains of bifidobacterium in them: the bifidum and the long. Oh, in total, how many strains is it? Fifteen. Uh, this. You know what? This has. Is it a lot? Like it's not four or five. It's yes. One, it's yep. Ten, yeah. Right? Exactly. Okay, then I know which one you're. So I can suggest you different one after this phone call, and then yeah, we can go from there. But I, I personally like probiotics, but I think probiotic is a seat for your gut, and the seat needs some food, which is prebiotic, and then your food. So I think the food you consume and the prebiotic you take is important, or a little bit more important than probiotics. 
That's my understanding after studying all the customers on my profile. Okay. So b- back to yeah. the report. Yeah. So we I, we talk about bifidobacterium, and there is another one called Pichelin bacterium. Mm-hmm. You probably have seen it in your report. It's a little bit low. Yours is 5.98%, and then the average is 9.8%. So fecalium bacterium is important for anti-inflammation, bowel inflammation, and more like gut integrity and gut health type of bacteria. Yeah, so if you have this deficient, it's not like yours is not really low, just a bit lower than average, but the symptoms related to this is anxious uh or fatigue, energy loss, and bloating. I'm not sure if that is something really you have mentioned about your anxiety. Yes. So, yep. uh, yeah. So that could be related as well, huh? Right. However, I think the uric problem uh, for fecalian bacteria is not really low, so it's not a big a problem. Mm-hmm. But the thing you have to work on is more like bifidobacterium. Yes. You have another one is lower. It's called ruminococcus. And it's related to inflammation, like anti-inflammation and a reduced cardiovascular disease. So you are a little bit lower in the minimum of um, healthy range. And the ruminococcus for the average around 2.3%. Something that can help is eating some seafood, like fish, like like from ocean, not from the pond. Okay. Like seafood <laughs> and walnuts and grains, and olive oil, and red wine. So I'm not sure if that's something correlate with your problems. I feel a little bit like uh, specifically on the anxiety problems. Yeah, is it something like besides anxiety, is there something I mentioned it's correlate to your, that your problem wants to get improved? Yeah, f- the fatigue. It's mm-hmm. like I, I don't have quite oh. the energy I should. And that that's definitely something from the Lyme disease as well that shifted. And I think it's something oh, that uh, okay. people complain about quite a bit. But yes, but that right. correlates. I see. Related to like Lyme disease, and then you have mentioned about fatigue. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything like autoimmune type of Related disease like arthritis or when the only like- very slight when I was younger and there's still a few signs here and there I had a little bit of psoriasis so there is oh, a little yeah so there is a little autoimmune that's been there and that happened I'm 54 years old now and that happened it first arrived when I was oh probably about 12 years old. And it wasn't very bad. It was confined to my scalp mostly. Uh, so it wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't a very bad case of it. And it wasn't arthritic psoriasis. It was just, just the skin. But there's been that autoimmune yeah. function there for, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a qualified a doctor to give you like a real disease treatment, but more like uh, the supplements <laughs> and uh, the food you can have mm-hmm. based on the data you showed me and you have mentioned about you want to control the your weight mm-hmm. so i think uh, we can give you kind of probiotic we have we also we're going to in the future we will have another probiotic that can help anxiety and then on the sleep it's not currently in our pipeline yet but i truly i'm not not myself but uh, Richard and um, my family member has been benefited from the specific probiotics. So when we have that, and we can definitely let you know. 
Yeah, that would be very interesting. So you, you're bringing in a new strain of probiotic that you'll add to your uh, palate, so to speak? That specific one, a species of or strain of lactobacillus, and then that can produce GABA yes. as a hormone. Of course. That can make you calm. Mm-hmm. And then the company or the partner we work with, we are performing several clinical studies. And the last year, they have a clinical studies on autism. And they have several benefits, including to improve the sleep quality and then more like disease type. And it's, uh, they have mentioned about autism. However, it's been helpful for the sleep quality and then anxiety. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited yeah. to uh, to see what what comes yeah. of that. Yeah, it's very it's it's uh, fascinating. And one of the things I'm I'm very interested in, and I love about your company Thrive, what what mm-hmm. you're doing now, mm-hmm. is that you're custom blending the probiotics. Because you, I mean, you're starting right. to go into, into the drugstores now, and it used to be if on the bottom shelf there might be a little probiotic, and now mm-hmm. you see end caps, you see dozens and dozens of different kind, and they're saying, oh, this works for this over here and this over here, and people right. are guessing, right? And right. I know we're just at the beginning stages, but actually testing the DNA, or th- I know you do mm-hmm. the the DNA and the RNA of the bacteria inside you, you have a you actually know what's in there and how to begin mm-hmm. to balance that. And I think that's so very important as we move into right. customized and personalized medicine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Regarding customers' report, the customer only need to tell me the what kind of problem they want to resolve. And I will look into their like specific bacteria. I normally look into Ecomancia bifidobacterium lactobacillus, ABL. And, and then I will look into others, but these three is, are the most important things I will look into. And I will like give them more like specific suggestions regarding the food and the probiotics we can provide based on their profile, like bacteria profile. Yeah. Right, and it and I was low in all three. No, you're pretty good in Echomentia. Oh, in the Echomentia, uh, okay, that's right, that's right. So, um, bifidobacteria are low, lactobacillus are okay. Yeah, so one of the most important thing you want to work on, from my understanding, will be bifidobacteria. You can have the supplement with that, so I can suggest you one supplement. And that specific one has a functional strain is related to reduce like um, blood lipid and then blood glucose. Is it something you want to work on or you are fine with that? Like more like obesity and it's interesting. So, so I do track, I have been tracking my blood glucose for quite a while. And what I find is that if I eat a low carbohydrate diet, that my blood glucose is fine. But if I have, mm-hmm. Uh, some carbohydrates, the, my blood glucose stays elevated longer than the meal should be. So for example, if I go to a party and have some, I don't know, whatever they're serving at the party, normal kind of food, my blood glucose will stay elevated, not crazy high, but you know, 110, 105, something like that fasting. Mm-hmm. For Is it an two, hour after the meal? Or? No, no, no. After the meal, it, it comes down okay. But like the, the following morning and the morning after that, it will oh, fasting. Yeah, so. fasting. It stays up for about mm-hmm. three, four days. 110 is a bit high. Yeah, it is a bit high. And that, right, for a couple mm-hmm. days after. So 
by then, obviously, that meal has long since been digested and moved on, but the insulin sensitivity remains. And I've always found that very interesting. So, you know, if I, if I then go back to my normal eating of, of reducing my carbohydrates, after a couple of days, it comes back down and the morning will be 90, 95. And then if I'm really good, it'll drop down into the 80s. But it's, I always found that interesting that it would get stuck. My blood sugar would get stuck even after just like one meal of high carbohydrates. So yes, that is an interest. Yeah. The blood sugar is interest to me. I think you might want to try one of our supplements that has a functional strength to reduce blood glucose. And there's inulin inside. Um, but I think the amount of inulin might not be enough. But depends on people. Some of the people cannot take a lot of inulin. They might have bloating problem. But we have internal tests and then two to three grams per day is pretty good. And then amount of inulin in our supplement is is around 0.1 gram, so it's little. It's very little. You might yeah. be able to weigh. I'm not sure if that's enough for it to to help you to enhance bifidobacterium, but you can try like search Amazon on inulin, and there's a lot of brands. I think I've taken it before in other supplements, mm-hmm. and I don't think it gives me a problem. So I'll give that a try. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, like so, inulin is more like a fiber. Yeah, and yeah. I do encourage you eating more artichoke. Mm-hmm. Vegetable here is more artichoke, um, but the nuts is like almonds in seafood and grains that can help you. Okay. Yeah, so there are a couple of other vegetables we might we might show you on the website for you to reference. I saw asparagus on there. I bought some yesterday. Oh, asparagus. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, maybe work on your bifidobacterium first. And then all others, the pre-scaling bacteria and rumonococcus are low, but not really low. So you can focus on the one first, and we can go from there. Now, I emailed you a question yesterday, and there may not be any answer because I couldn't find one, but you're you're a much better researcher than I am. And that is when, okay. when I go down all the way through the phylum class, family, genus, and the species, I have mm-hmm. very, very high, and I don't even know how to pronounce it, Coprobacter fastidious. It's a normal bacteria in the gut. But is it is normal to be problem? that that high? Is it normal to be that high? <laughs> I mean, it sticks. It sticks up like a sore thumb. So I've got if right. if you go through the other species down there, it's like the next lowest. So this it's up percentage wise to twenty eight percent, and the next one is six point six, five point nine, four point eight. I mean, it's it's taken over. It's it's, it's right. It's really <laughs> dominate. Yeah, it's dominating. Yeah, I probably need to do more research to reduce that, but I don't think there is a big problem. So my personal microbiome, I have one dominant bacteria, uh-huh. and I I tested so many times, and I have noticed some trick to to increase or decrease certain kind of bacteria. Like if you decrease one dominant bacteria, that just can enhance your diversity, right? Yeah, yeah. So what I do, I have noticed is to do some more exercise ah. because I have noticed if I lie down on the bed like all day long, then my dominant bacteria can go like 80%. No way. <laughs> yeah. So You caught me. I don't like- exercise enough. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but my, like, I do exercise. I don't understand why that one day I just be 
like so lazy, and then I lie down on the bed for really long, and then I just got like dominate that bacteria for, for that day, and then. Yeah. So yeah, exercise definitely can help to increase the diversity. Interesting. So here's this is a chicken egg, and there's probably no answer to this. So do you think you were tired that day because the bacteria got high, or do you think the bacteria increased because your activity went down? Uh, I think it's because it's actually I'm not that tired. Okay. Uh, okay. The reason I have done several tests in my diet test, and I have really like like a juice cleansing type of diet and mm-hmm. I can I have observed like some juice cleansing can help me to increase some good bacteria. However, there was I was done on a, in the winter and it's really cold and just feel too cold to go out. And Okay. Yeah, so it's somehow related to my activity. I have observed like my diversity can get increased by that diet if I do like normal uh, activities, but that specific day I do the same diet, but no activity at all. Then just got like really abundant in one of my highest abundance of bacteria. That's very interesting, and that brings up another question: right. How quickly can the your gut biome change like that? It just several hours is enough. Mm. So normally you have to test every day because you probably go uh, once per day. I have tried go twice a day, and then I do see some difference. Not like significant difference. Every body has some dominated, dominating bacteria, and those bacteria can change, differentiate it uh, throughout your activities, your diets. But it's harder to have certain bacteria that is absent and then suddenly show up. But the the level of those different bacteria can change all the time. Okay. And why is diversity so important? Bacteria normally help you to digest food. And you want to be able to tolerate most of kinds of food. So I should say some good bacteria that can digest fibers. And if you are lacking this kind of bacteria, then if you eat really fibrous food, then you become irritated because the fiber makes your intestine. Some of the fiber inside of that just cannot make you healthy. I've heard from several customers like people will put out like really like fibrous things and never get digested by uh, your intestine. It's more like I think it's the bacteria inside is helping you to digest those. Yes. If you're lacking that, then you cannot tolerate, it suggests you cannot tolerate the good food. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason we want like high diversity. You can uh, eat any kind of food that you like, and then that's more like healthy, and then like the environment's more like you have everything instead of having one or two things, and then just will suddenly change your environment. Like you go travel, and you have like diarrhea. Yeah, so you want to build a good environment to have variety of bacteria. Of course, good bacteria is more important like than the having like bad salmonella and listeria. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and is there a number for, like you hear different numbers for the amount, the, the diversity in the gut, like there are 10,000 different species or or 15 or five. Is is there a number yet that you've identified that, yes, you know, you should have somewhere around X number of different uh, species? Based on the current technology, is 
still not really clear. And it also depends on the deep of the sequence, sequencing. So you can have, let me see how many, shown 200. So it doesn't say it's more too high. It's more like the, um, the deep of how deep the sequencing we can offer okay. you to, to show you the numbers. But generally, I think if we can spend an extensive amount of money and then give you all the information, you probably can get a thousand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how, how, many, how many different uh, bacteria do you test for in, in your test? We have compiled of the uh, bacteria that we have sequenced for our, our customers. We have tested 4,300 species. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, so if you're like absent in certain species that you really want to have, either it's too low to detect uh, um, and then you have improved that or it's just the technology is not mature enough to, to, to do that. But generally, because we're able to detect 4,000, then we are able to show you. Like uh, we have some customers, oh, I really want to see if I have bifidobacterium and longworms. And it just doesn't show, then it's the balance is so little and then cannot show on in our report. Right. And then one of my last questions do, do you test for uh, parasite DNA? No, we don't have that in our service yet. We have looked into the uh, fungus type. Yes. But we don't, we haven't resolved the technology problem yet. So, but we are looking to, to put in our in our service. Right. Uh, I, oh, I have, I have also looked into Aurora's. Um, yes, my know, daughter. Uh, Aurora is lacking Acromancia and Bifidobacterium. Bifidobacterium, uh, just like you, she can work on the almonds, 2-FL, inulin, and artichokes, uh, red wine. Okay. Uh, I'll tell her to start drinking tea. red wine. And green tea. That's okay. so interesting. She's in Japan right now, so I'll tell her to bring home some green, good green tea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ask her to bring more. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you some. <laughs> oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I like that. Oh, is she working there? No, she's a vis- uh, college roommate. They're meeting up for vacation. Okay, I see. Okay, I've just been there uh, last month. Oh, I very really nice. Like the country. Recommencia, <laughs> um, as I mentioned, is related to inflammation, anti-inflammation, reduce fat and uh, reduce blood glucose. Something can help. Uh, it's high polyphenol food. I have done like a little bit uh, diet studies and notice if I uh, eat a lot of high polyphenol food and it can definitely increase eucarmencia. So high polyphenol food includes blueberries and berry, like blackberries, red wine and dark chocolate. Yes. And she... Acumencia and then bifidobacteria on her is really low. Um, I'm not sure because I have tried, like some of people, to in, um, to eat some supplements or food to increase that. And if somebody is like close to zero, kind of low, then it's harder than to try like persistent for like long, like maybe a couple months. Yes. Mm-hmm. To give it a chance to grow. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then for Rosburia, she is lower in this. It's not super low, uh, so she can try. I think from her survey, she says she didn't, since she doesn't eat a lot of seafood, so seafood can definitely help on the rosburia. 
It's also red wine and grains and seafood. So it sounds like we need to eat more seafood. Right. <laughs> yeah. So going to Japan definitely helps. Uh, <laughs> green tea and the seafood. And the seafood, yes. <laughs> very much. Right. Okay. Yeah. So if you want me to write down this, uh, like specific bacteria that you can focus to work on, I can write and then give you the specific function of that bacteria and then some food recommendations. That would be wonderful. I gladly accept mm -hmm. that. Thank you. Great. No problem. Okay. Is there any other questions you have? I think that covered it right now. You, you gave me a lot of information and really helped understand everything that I'm looking at when I look at the report yeah. from the test. And uh, I'm looking awesome. forward to, uh, I've been doing some of the recommendations. I'm looking forward to sending in another test and see if things get better. Thank you so much. And have a good day. All right. Thank you, Christina. I appreciate your conversation. Mm -hmm. No problem. Bye. Bye-bye. This was a really interesting interview. And you know what? Looking at the report that I got, I thought it was really funny how closely my favorite foods lined up with the recommended foods. You're kidding. Yeah. So I was like, oh, asparagus. I love asparagus. Guess what? Guess what the prebiotic is for bifidobacterium? Oh, blueberries. I love blueberries. Artichokes. I like artichokes. Kidney beans and things like that. So, you know, I had, you know, my, my pet theory about your favorite foods have some nutritional need that you have. But now I think it has more to do with what your microbiome wants more than like actual like vitamins or minerals or things like that. I love the theory. <laughs> I, I do. However, there are healthy cravings and there are pathological cravings. Well, yes, but that's why I said favorite foods. Yeah. Well, yeah. favorite foods. Come on. Yeah. Some people's favorite food is a Twinkie. Yeah. And okay. that still might be the microbiome talking to them, but it's not a healthy craving. No. So it's important to distinguish. So you can't just blanket statement say, oh, just eat whatever you want to eat. Life will be fine. It doesn't work that way. So that's the point I want to make. If only, if only, right? Yeah, that's right. Hey, <laughs> we got this awesome review last week, and I wanted to share it with everybody out there just because it's so great. It gave me warm fuzzies. It gave all of us warm fuzzies. Okay, Rory, go ahead and read it for us. Yes, this is from Bibliomaniac Girl, and she said, I first came across an interview with Dr. Horowitz online somewhere in my research of chronic Lyme. It was so full of information, I listened again and again and took notes. After that, I literally began at episode one, brave, and listened to every single episode. I'm almost finally caught up. I've learned so much, and Lime Ninja Radio has been kind of a friend to me during treatment. When I'm really lonely, I can listen and not feel so alone. Thank you, McKay and Aurora. Isn't that Thank awesome? Thank you. Such a great, it, warm... Yeah, it made me happy. <laughs> so. Puts fuel in our fuel tank. Yes. We're ready to do a few more episodes. Bibliomaniac Girl. Let me see that. Bibliomani Bibliomaniac? Yes. Book Girl. Somebody who loves so books. So close. 
when listen when you catch up and are listening to this episode, send an email to feedback at limeninjaradio dot com, and I'd like to send you a little something for leaving that awesome review and for being a lime ninja. So again, just send it to limeninjaradio dot com. Whoops, feedback at limeninjaradio dot com. And the rest of you, if you like what you're doing here at Lime Ninja Radio, go ahead and share this interview. You can actually do that right there in your iPhone podcast app. And uh, if you really like what we're doing, give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Um, And tap on the library icon at the bottom of your podcast app and then scroll down to the bottom and you'll see the stars and the write a review link. And if you really, really like what we're doing, I'd appreciate it if you donate $1 a month through Patreon. Yes, for just $1, you can help us make the world a better place for people with tick-borne disease. Just head on over to our new homepage, www.limeninjaradio.com, and look for the Patreon link under the How Can We Help You section. A big shout-out to our newest patron, Gemma. Thank you, Gemma, for supporting me and Aurora and making the world a better place for people with Lyme and other tick-borne diseases. And also, I just wanted to say thank you again Oh yes, we to our listeners. Week. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yes. Last month in June, we had the most downloads ever. And it was a huge month. It was so, it, yes, it was huge, huge as the car guy says. Anyway, um, but and to cat, what do I want to say? Uh, I wanted to ask a favor on top of that, right into feedback at limeninjaradio.com and let us know how you heard about us. This is a little marketing survey, and we'd really appreciate a little bit of help. So if you have a moment, just send an email to feedback at com. Let us know how you heard about us through a friend, randomly on Google. I don't know where else. Maybe on Facebook somewhere. So let us know how you heard about Lime Ninja Radio. Yep. We would really appreciate. And last, as you longtime Lime Ninjas know, this podcast would not be complete unless we left you with... The Lime Ninja Fact of the Day. Did you know, in an emergency, 911 calls ninjas? Lime Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.